0: Taking Back Birth is a production of the IndieBirth Private Contract Association and indiebirth.org. No material on this podcast should be considered medical advice. Birth is not a medical event. All of time is now. It is fashionable these days to talk about living in the present as though the past and future are not real. Your ancestors knew that past and future are very real, but not along some distant linear path right here and now. It is all happening now. If you cut your finger yesterday, the wound you have today does not become unreal, simply because yesterday was yesterday. Yesterday is alive in you today, in the wound and in its healing. Time does not exist. No parade moving from the past to the present to the future. Just because one culture exists in an unnatural linearity does not mean you must. You can live as we always have, with all of time happening at once. This leaves you with no time at all, freeing you from the tyranny of time. The past and the future are alive right here in your present. You are touched by each at all times. Touch each with every breath. Your ancestors are only real if you experience time in a circle or sacred hoop. Otherwise, you only remember them. You do not live with them. The same is true with your descendants, not just your blood children, but all living things that come after you. People who experience time as linear destroy the world because they do not experience their descendants as real, only as a linear fabrication. They have no true feeling of responsibility of caring for the earth, of leaving it well for the later ones. In the instantaneous existence of true life, all is real, including dreams and intuition. All occurs within the circle of life, all dimensions, all times, all is real, and now is the air you breathe and your body. Nothing is, once was, or will be. All just is. The moments aren't just going by, they are begging you to pour all that you are into them. That's what moments are holding spaces for meaning. In return, moments give you life. Be in the water. Feel everything that has been, is, and will be. Feel it, and you will honor it. Honor it, and you release yourself from suffering. You find your peace. Another reading this morning from Daughter Drink This Water by Jaya John. I really would love for you to go buy his book just because he deserves the support if you like what you've heard. He's amazing. And I always turn to just the right page, honestly, (laughs) for how I'm feeling. So that's how I use this book. It's not kind of a, for me, it wasn't like a start to finish read. It's just a turn to. And this nature of time is feeling relevant to me today. I don't know if it will seem that way once I start talking. But um, as far as an update, many of you know from listening last week, that we are on the search for a new home and possibly a new location. And not much has happened in a week, honestly. I didn't really think it would. Just the wheels are turning. The universe has been notified and the magic is happening. I know it is up there, but it doesn't mean I'm not worried in moments or, you know, just feeling like the uncertainty of how this will work out. It feels like a really big thing, as moving often is. But having the unknown of moving who knows where with 10 children seems extra big. Uh, We've moved a lot, but not with this many kids and not in a long time. So this reading on time really has me just reflecting on that, you know, this idea that it's a linear process, you know, that we're going to move in time and space from here to there. And what if. Just for a moment, it's not that way. What if you put yourself and I put myself in that magical space where all is and all is taken care of? And funny enough or not, I often offer that to birthing women as a way that I've wrapped my own mind and heart around the strange journey that pregnancy and birth can be. So I don't know that I've said that in a while to someone, but um, this idea that especially when we're waiting for a baby to come, right, like last weeks of pregnancy in particular come to mind, or really at any time, there's always been solace in this feeling for me that it's all already happened. I don't know if that's going to make sense to everyone. It might, it might not. That's fine. In other words, it all has happened um, somewhere on this timeline that is not linear. Somewhere it all is. And, you know, to get really esoteric, there might be multiple timelines. So which one do you want to be on with your experience? And so for this house, I'm thinking that, too. You know, it has happened somewhere. Uh, We already are where we're supposed to be and everything's beautiful and great and fine. So can I feel that way now? And can I hold that vibration so that I can truly choose the timeline that is best for us? So may you receive whatever it is you would like from those words. uh, Mayan and Jaya Johns, who, of course, are so beautiful. And yeah, I think that will factor in probably to this brief little chat today about midwifery as a spiritual practice kind of a loaded title. I don't know if that's even the right one, but it's something I've been mulling over for a long time. And I think that makes sense because our spiritual journey, whatever you identify that to be for you, is always happening, ideally, right? Like we're never, we're never off of it once we've gotten on it. And once you're on it, I don't think you really ever finish it. Until maybe you leave this plane, I don't know, you know, maybe then it's still not done, right? So midwifery as a spiritual practice and thinking more about that because it feels like it's time. Um, so what I shared about, you know, our, our physical lives, perhaps changing, moving is just one piece of the puzzle of this Immense change that I'm feeling. And many of you might be feeling that way. I've, you know, talked to many people that are experiencing that sense of like something big is coming. And I don't know. I don't know what that is, you know, on a global scale in particular. I don't even know what that is for me in my own life, but it's this feeling of, yeah, change is coming. It's good, but it's going to be massive. And Um, changing our world, I think is what we're doing. And we're doing that on this individual level, we're totally shaking things up, many of us, even if it looks the same to everybody else from the outside. And we're doing it on a collective level. So I think that's been going on for quite some time. And we're really coming to a point of focus where the old world, in whatever way, you know, you, you see that in your own life, um, is going to cease to exist. So, <laughs> on that very grand level, that's kind of how midwifery is feeling to me lately. That the old way of how I was doing things is really being questioned by myself. And I don't know, I don't know where it will go. But this idea of spirituality of emotional care being the process is ringing so true to me. Many of you know and listen to Rumi's podcasts, right? So I called it the spiritual or what did I call it? I don't even remember Um, the magical tale of Rumi's soul, but it was largely the spiritual journey, not so much the physical. And there were many podcasts through my last pregnancy that really just were observations on the spiritual journey. So I have lived that and I've lived it many times with many of my children. You know, all of them really were spiritual experiences, some more documented than others, but Rumi's was intensely so, you know, so much that I couldn't not talk about it. So on one hand, I don't expect that everybody needs to feel that way, that everybody out there is having this, you know, spiritual pregnancy Um, And I'm not even holding that up as like a better. It's just that's been my experience as of late. And so naturally, I find myself supporting women more in those ways. And it's just becoming more desirable to me to support women in those ways and finding myself having less patience with the old ways. And of course, you know, I don't think I was highly... In the medical model anyway, as far as like the physicality only of the pregnancy experience, but I've developed a lot less patience as of late with that and even the way I've been doing things. So this isn't, you know, this isn't really like a commentary on if people want to do it that way. Um, I think the truth is that a lot of women have no idea what is accessible to them on an emotional and spiritual level in their pregnancies. So maybe that's fine. You know, that's not the journey for them. Or some people, they just don't kind of know how to even dig into it. So that's where I'm feeling like I could be more helpful. And yeah, then other people are aware of it, but maybe support is good. And so I think there's all variations out there of how that's looking. For me, in my own practice here, it feels like something has happened and by that, it really feels like something ended. So with Rumi's birth, um obviously, I had some births to attend after he was born, and those were all fine and great, and all of that. Um, but it was like with that, there came some kind of feeling of conclusion. And I've really been pondering what that means, and I, and I think this move, even potentially, is part of it, like am I done doing this? You know, I don't think I'm done with birth, but am I done just taking on clients and going to births? You know, maybe there's a million ways to use what I know and what I love. So that's just one of them. Um, am I am I done with that here? That's another question I've had. Maybe, perhaps. Um, I really haven't had a lot of you know, interest, frankly, in the way that I work um, as of late. And that is a pattern that's been a pattern here in Sedona for a long time. So if you think Sedona is all like, total, you know, spiritual enlightened people, it is definitely not. It's a highly conservative group, honestly. And it's a tiny town. So the surrounding areas are pretty conservative, meaning to me, most people are still choosing hospital birth. So I've always been honored and excited by the women that have come, you know, in the 12 years I've been here, it's always been great and perfect and the right people with tweaks here and there, of course, um, on my part. But yeah, things have kind of come to what feels like a halt. And again, I'm not sure why I'm feeling like, yeah, it's either my whole life is shifting, and I'm not going to be offering things in the same way. Or, yeah, I'm going to, you know, we are going to physically relocate and somewhere else needs an autonomous midwife. You know, maybe my time here is up and it's time for someone else to step in and I'm needed, you know, elsewhere. Uh, Because I don't on the surface feel like completely done with attending births. But I'm being really, 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 really choosy about the energies I'm engaging in. Um, as far as that goes. So if you are a lovely client at the moment, of course, I'm not talking to you, and you know those relationships are feeling good. I guess I'm speaking more to women that have come since Rumi's been born been born. <laughs> mouthful there, been born. And honestly turning most of them away. and I don't feel bad about that. you know, I, that might sound obnoxious, but if you know me, um, it's, it's not anything to feel bad about. Like everybody needs to find their match. And I think it's been mutual, you know, it's not like I've had anyone beating down my door as like, oh, my goodness, like, I must have you as my midwife. No, it's not at all been like that. It's been people coming and just feeling like, and this is me. Are we on different planets? Seriously, like, I, I don't even know how to explain that. But I should try since this is a podcast about kind of going the other way. Um, So people are coming and, you know, they're nice. A lot of them are first-time moms, which adds in a whole lot of just questionable things to me, Um, especially people that come late in their pregnancies. So kind of all varieties have come still and maybe they want to meet. And it's just the wrong match. It's like we're speaking a different language. And I'm frustrated by that in a sense. Um, You know, of course, I would love if everyone that came felt great to me somehow, but it doesn't feel that way right now. And I'm sure it's not feeling right to a lot of these women too. You know, they're choosing the birth center. Um, I don't know what else they're choosing, you know, but I trust that they are doing what they need. So it's just the wrong match. And it's like, why all of a sudden are all these people coming that are reminding me of kind of what I don't want, right? So I sound like one of those One of those people that is in their pregnancy and they haven't yet realized that they should focus on what they do want. Um, But it's part of the path. You know, I think initially, at least for me to be like, oh, yeah, I don't want all these things. And then once I kind of get that out of my system, I can shift my focus and be like, oh, yeah, but because I want these things. So with that in mind, it's like I want to work with women that and I've said this um, other places, you know, feel like they are just these holy vessels. And the disclaimer is that doesn't mean that there isn't hard work or that pregnancy, you know, physically is just a breeze and all of these women are just whatever gliding through. Um, Maybe they are, but these are women that recognize their sacred nature and maybe they're struggling with that, you know, and maybe they're, kind of knee deep or, you know, waist deep in stuff coming up in their pregnancy that they haven't experienced before. And this is where the emotional and spiritual route, I think, really get interesting, because truly no two people are the same. So the same could be said about physical complaints. Uh, You know, so someone comes, or maybe they're a client, and it's like, oh, I have heartburn, what do I do? And I find myself getting so impatient with those kind of scenarios. And, you know, don't take it the wrong way. It's not that the question is bad. It's not that heartburn isn't a legitimate thing that I myself have experienced in pregnancy. It's, for me, the desire um, of a woman that I'm working with to take that and to want to explore it. Something as simple as that. So in other words, I'm done with give me the prescription, and I've had these thoughts for a long time, so I don't think I've attracted, you know, tons of women that aren't aligned. Like, it's mostly been fine. But as as lately has been um, going on, it's people who are sort of in that realm. Like, this is happening. What do I do? Or can I do this thing? Or can I not do that thing? Or, you know... <sighs> How do I get a 20-week ultrasound? And it's just like, I'm tired of having these conversations after this many years, and I'm tired of them in the physical way. So that's what I mean. It's like, you want an ultrasound? Great, go get one. You know, I don't really care. I don't have a judgment on it. But if you're really not interested in knowing why you want one, or what you hope to find out, or what that rabbit hole might be. If you're simply doing it because you just read in some book, you're supposed to do that. And, you know, the licensed midwives here, for example, require it. So if you're not into questioning, I guess that's my point. If you're not into questioning the deeper levels and layers of just the common pregnancy experience and learning about yourself, yeah, I'm just not interested right now. And maybe I'll swing back around someday. I don't know but it doesn't really feel like it. It feels like it's definitely going in this direction of depth and requiring that because I'm doing it like I'm in my own life that way. And I don't want anyone else telling me what to do. That doesn't mean I don't have an amazing mentor. Like I think support and people that can share their own wisdom with us are super valuable. So it's not a do it yourself thing, but it's it's a different energy So yeah, the women here that I've met that are feeling like either they don't want to go there because who knows why, Um, maybe they have great reasons or they've had traumas and they're really just not into opening up to someone. I totally get that, but I'm not your person. And yeah, if you are just wanting to focus on this physical experience and you're not really into questioning and you don't necessarily have any spiritual beliefs or any kind of path that would guide you, then I don't know that I'm the person for you. Um, Although I think many women can start off on this path with a pregnancy. It's just the willingness. It's just the willingness to change your perception about what it is this journey actually is. So I hope that makes sense. My own path, just spiritually, um, briefly. And this has always been something I've been less... um, anxious to share in a sense, because for me, this idea of spirituality has always been so private. So I think this journey where I'm at right now is some of that coming into the light. And like I said, um, affecting the way I actually do things with other people, because for so long, it's been in my heart and my spirit and my body just kind of in this quiet way. I think I've been afraid of offending people, which is a common thing. And, you know, not to get into like religious debates or whatever, to me, at this point in my life, I think we can all get along. I don't, I don't have um, judgment on people that have a more religious path to the, you know, that's also spiritual, but religion is different to me than just kind of like spirituality standing on its own. Um, so there's all kinds of ways there and there's all kinds of belief systems and over the years i've worked with people of all kinds of religions and different beliefs and i'll never forget you know the one one thing well i'm sure there's more than one but one thing i do remember from the one preceptor that i had that was kind of difficult that whole experience was difficult um, i remember her saying to me she was kind of poetic which was nice And she said something along the lines of, you know, whatever woman I'm with, you know, at her birth, in her pregnancy, whatever her beliefs are, they are also mine. Like for the time I'm with her, they are mine. And I mostly feel that way. You know, I think if things were seriously not aligned for whatever reason, then we wouldn't even be together But most religions um, I've found, the women that I've worked with, you know, there is a core belief system that usually is similar, whether or not, you know, people have different names for, for things. So um, where was I even going with that? Oh, so I guess just feeling like I've never wanted to offend anyone, which of course is silly because I'm allowed to be me and I would never push my beliefs on someone of course, just like I would not want them pushed on me. Uh, But yeah, just kind of getting more comfortable, I guess, with myself over the years. My first apprenticeship was in Chicago, as many of you know, but we also covered some of rural Illinois, and then later Ohio and Kentucky. And so the Midwest, um, you know, this is my, (laughs) this is my perception, but like, The Midwest has a lot of churches and people that are, you know, religious and uh, many Christians for one. And of course, we all know, you know, Amish and and whatnot. So I guess right off the bat as a student, I felt a little insecure that that wasn't my belief system. Um, I don't feel that way anymore. But as a new student, you know, it was like, oh, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag that, you know, I don't go to church. Um, I was raised Catholic, but I don't resonate with that belief system. And, you know, that's not what we do with our kids, etc. So I think it's just being more comfortable on my own path, and not needing to apologize. And I don't know if other people feel that way. I mean, certainly, organized religion is a huge topic, and not one I'm going to get into. But, um, you know, kind of the reason for much fighting and disagreement and and death and war over the course of human history so it is something that riles people up it is something that divides them and i guess yeah i've never wanted anyone i was working with to feel like i didn't support them in in what they believe Um, because i truly do and you know i've said prayers with people in their labors regardless of if the words were mine you know and and all of that so um, that's been really fun actually and probably has helped me shape my own path better because i've been exposed to different things so you know i can support it and and i don't have to necessarily take it on so it's been insightful is what i'm trying to say so my own path uh that's a little bit about it um growing up catholic is a little bit about it, but my parents really, and to this day, I would say, they really aren't religious. Like for them, the Catholic structure was just what they were raised in. And to me, I mean, it had no feeling of devotion or sacredness. It was more like, this is what we do, you know, just like kids go to school or like we eat dinner at five o'clock. We do this thing. We go to church. We, We never talked about the meaning. We never talked about beliefs. So it's a little odd, honestly. And my grandma, so my, my mom's mom, she was also Catholic. They were also Catholic, which for them explains why they had eight children. That's not my reasoning. Um, but she was very devout as far as I could tell. And her whole life went to church every morning, every single morning. And they lived in the same community their whole lives. And that was her world. That was her life. So my mom didn't choose that. And I really didn't choose that. And I remember being in my teenage years and just so frustrated with even being told to go to church for no reason. It was like, you know, that's probably when the rebel in me really came out. Like, why? I mean, we're not even we're not even saying we believe this. We're not even like into it. What on earth? And yeah, funny enough, I did go to a Catholic girls school an all girls school for high school. And I love that school. And it didn't really have a flavor necessarily of religiosity. We did have a chapel once in a great moon. haha. Uh, we went to chapel for, I can't even remember maybe if there was a holiday, but the, the school itself wasn't, didn't feel religious. Like there weren't really like religious teachings going on or anything like that. And in fact, there were many girls who were not Catholic Um, truth be told a school like that has to probably open itself up at some point and that's the school that's the point at which the school was so they couldn't afford tuition wise to you know turn people down so they probably mellowed out is my guess Um, which maybe is sort of sad but it was a great school and sadly it doesn't even exist anymore I guess not enough girls were into girls high school and they weren't able to stay open but Um, yeah, that was a part of my upbringing. So I never explored spirituality past that. I, I didn't know that was a thing. I was just living my life (laughs) as a kid, uh, in New York, I was a musician. Um, and so I don't remember any of these things coming into later. What I do remember is just having an ability to see things um, at an early age and my mom I could talk openly about that with my dad never believed it sort of never wanted to hear it and so I can think of the handful of times that I saw you know beings or spirits or ghosts or whatever you want to call it all of it through my childhood and my mom like I said heard me so I, I felt validated for the most part in that um, you know I thought it was weird and no one else in my family could see things, but I didn't feel crazy. And yeah, that was kind of the, the extent of anything more spiritual in my upbringing. Hmm. Where to go from there? Um, I suppose, you know, as years went on being a musician, I started to find out about mindfulness and yoga and those sorts of things. Um, divination cards funny enough my mom is into that kind of stuff or, or used to be you know just having a deck of cards she was really into yoga at one point which of course if you don't know a yoga is a spiritual practice I'm not saying I did it like that and I don't I mean I don't do it like that to be honest if I'm if I'm going to do yoga nowadays but my understanding is yes that is inclusive of a spiritual practice and And true yogis, of course, um, it probably sort of annoys them that yoga has become this Western thing with, you know, cute yoga tights and all of all of the ways we know that it looks nowadays. But anyway, uh, some of the beliefs in there, you know, just breathing and um, feeling into your body and kind of like these new age belief systems were introduced to me through that. And I found mindfulness and I found yoga in my music days because I was highly stressed out. I was highly stressed out. It is a very stressful or can be a very stressful job. Funny, because I'm sure people think births are stressful. But playing your instruments. So I played the oboe. Um, I, you know, traveled all over doing that. There were a couple of times a year auditions for major jobs, hundreds of people compete for just one job. It's really, really horrifying. I mean, there's next to no money in doing it and I didn't expect money per se, but it's just very hard on your body and your spirit. So what I found out quickly was that if I wanted to perform well, I needed to be more focused. And I needed to be more grounded. And while some of my classmates were taking medications to accomplish that, I wasn't willing. I wasn't willing to do that. It felt really wrong. And so yoga, meditation, um, yeah, those sorts of things entered my life as a way of survival. And it really got to be where if I didn't do those things, I was an anxious mess because, again, music. So that was a little dabble into spirituality as well. Uh, I'm sure I'm not remembering everything, but I don't know that anyone needs the whole entire timeline of my life here. Okay. So important part or important point in time was upon moving to Flagstaff, Arizona. And that was, let's see. Oh, goodness. 14 years ago at this point. And I had been a midwifery apprentice for three to four years. I had birthed three of my children at that point, And we landed in Flagstaff so that I could finish my apprenticeship. One day I was, I think at the park in Flagstaff and I met this woman. And she had a little boy who was about Tallulah's age. Tallulah was the baby. And I was really trying to remember this conversation today so I could share it, but I cannot remember what happened. Except this woman was super friendly and the obvious, you know, oh, we just moved to Flagstaff. And after a few minutes, we discovered that she had birthed this little boy with the midwife I was apprenticing with. So we felt an immediate connection. And again, this is a part I don't remember, but somehow, and it was not weird or awkward. She ended up asking me if I wanted to learn, and I don't know if she said shamanism. I mean, that's a pretty big word to like spring on someone. And I don't know that I had any idea what that meant back then. But she said something along the lines of that. And I remember being really intrigued and saying yes. So this woman, uh, her name was Lily. She no longer lives in Arizona, but for the several years after that, she really was my teacher and she was my age. Um, She had had lots of cool life experiences and similar to what I shared about my own childhood, she was the kind of person that had always seen things, had always felt things, but was more versed and trained in all of these modalities, so... Um, different realities and you know more more of like a pagan kind of flavor too which I don't know that these labels are necessarily helpful or how I identify but pagan meaning um, earth you know like earth practices earth spirituality that's what that means to me in a lot of ways although it can mean something a lot narrower than that I realize but she was Good at all of this, and, and I don't remember how she learned, but doing ceremonies and you know, knowing the qualities of the earth elements and all of the pagan holidays, you know, like Imbolc or uh, Ostara, for example, and, and she was doing this in her life. So, I don't know honestly if she just kind of like plucked me out as a student or she was just going to take anyone that came along on the grass that day at the park. Uh, Of course, I think we were destined to work together and for her to teach me. And I was so grateful, honestly, even though when I was in it, I don't know that I was as grateful um, because I think any, any spiritual path, any path of inner work isn't always roses, you know, it's hard. And I had never learned about things like the shadow. Um, So it was an education and she was a very good teacher she probably had taken a lot of time to sketch out like how she was going to be with a student. And I was one of her first students, I believe there was another woman at the time who was also a friend. And so we kind of did it together for a while until the other woman sort of dropped off from this training. So I remember all kinds of things, you know, starting with just feeling energy in your hands and um, creating you know protection around you energetically and and having people respond to that you know to see if you were successful uh, that's where I got my start journeying so if you don't know what journeying is it's largely a shamanic kind of thing where you're not sleeping you're not dreaming but you're able to access like a different state of consciousness um without you know without drugs or anything it's completely like you are doing it uh and so I really resonated with all of that and I was really really good at it frankly Um, I was really good at journeying, and she would give me all kinds of tasks and exercises, and she would be there with me on the days that I went to study with her. And it was amazing, you know, I think so much of my own power came in during that, because I didn't know this was possible. And then to find out I was kind of good at it, and I had easy access, was extra encouraging. Um, Like the one student that dropped off, she, for example, just felt very frustrated by a lot of the learning and the journeying. She felt like she wasn't good at it. So whatever. But um, it was easy for me and it still is easy for me. So she, Lily, was very, was very good. You know, it was a very good experience. I spent a couple hours per week with her. We'd go out into the forest in Flagstaff where you can't hear anything but the whispering pines. Um, we did all kinds of ceremonies. I mean, she taught me how to cast a circle and, you know, how to, um, essentially manifest in that way. You know, I think there are other ways and there are then lots of practices that really, really, really do help. So, um, yeah, all kinds of ceremonies and, connection with what is higher you know what is our higher selves and some people will call that god and some people will call that the universe and in her case she was actually um, a celtic shaman so she was big on the gods and goddesses of that tradition and connecting with them and their archetypes. So it's, it's all the same thing, in my opinion, but it's just different flavors and different ways of naming things. But it was cool to be exposed to that and to the myths that surround that belief system and that culture. Um, I am Irish, you know, a lot of me actually is, so um, I didn't feel disassociated with that, although that's not what I practice currently. Um, that's not something I feel super resonant with but i get it and i think all the gods and goddesses and in, in all the traditions really are representing you know different parts of ourselves so i was exposed to all kinds of stuff with her and it was very cool and i completed you know not that there's a completion but i completed that with her um in all kinds of ways and had all kinds of journals and kind of like a final they called it a year and a day ceremony so that was the goal um, to stick with it for at least that long and kind of like be ushered on to a new path. And then simultaneously, because this is about midwifery, simultaneously, my midwifery path was happening and it was very much influenced and and it intersected with this whole shamanic training. So suddenly just being with women. In this sort of medicalized way or just boring midwifery model I had known shifted and I found that there were deeper connections and I believed and I still do that midwifery is a spiritual calling and that I, you know, was the midwife for people because that's how it was supposed to be for all the reasons and that I had a connection and I still believe this Um, I have a connection with the mom And the baby, like they've invited me in and we are all connected and, you know, using what I learned was able to access some of that on the other realms, um, if that makes sense. And I still do. You know, I feel like by working with a mom, you have permission to talk to the baby. And if you don't feel you do, you can ask. But in this journeying state, in this place where souls can speak, um, we have that ability to do as midwives and and just as humans, so that has been a huge tool. Um, so many times I've sat in my own space, maybe even at a birth, and connected with a baby, and just said, "You know what's going on? What do you need?" And I'll get images, and I'll get words, and I'll get flashes, and and it's always it's always right on. So that's another form of intuition, I suppose. But um, the confidence was needed for me. Uh, I could have never just dove into that myself. Um, I didn't have the knowledge. I didn't have the resources. I didn't have anybody that knew this or did this around me. So I'm so grateful to her, to Lily for teaching me and then also showing me how it was working. You know, it was great to sit with her and do journeys simultaneously, you know, each in our own bodies and our own world sort of. And then kind of come back to the present together and share what we had learned. And, you know, almost always we saw exactly the same thing or we were told similar things. So it's something you really, if you're interested in, have to gain trust in. And I think that's part of the spiritual path, too. You have to learn to trust yourself. Um, this isn't crazy. You know, the physical world that we live in is only like one little piece of the possibilities, in my opinion. So it's not crazy. And you really have to surround yourself with people that feel that way. And again, in midwifery, if you're working with people, and this is how you are, and this is how you live, and this is the energy that you're offering, uh, my experience has been you mostly get the people that are are into that. Um, other than <laughs> lately, like I've been saying, it's just kind of not happening. So, um, so that's been really, really pivotal for me. And so many of the birth experiences i had during that time as the midwife um some were traumatizing and you know it was really great to have lily as my mentor to try and figure out the deeper meanings or the soul connections or the past lives or kind of like the why behind things and i think that's a question i feel like i hear a lot you know it's like oh birth trauma and i don't have the answer And there's a million people out there that like have their technique for something like that. I'm just offering that that's a great example of just this like physical thing that happens and people are sad and it's painful and we don't know how to get over it. And my answer has always been access what I know, access where I came from, because that is where I find like the peace and solace. And even in my own loss, you know, with Sable, um, our miscarriage, our late miscarriage baby that died, obviously, um, you know, people sometimes ask, like, how did you get through that? Or was it hard? And yes, it was hard. And no, it wasn't fun and all of that. But it was a spiritual journey. And no day passed where I didn't receive some lesson from either within, or from above, or from my ancestors, you know, so. A Jaya John reading is kind of coming back, is like it's all happening right now. All of that wisdom is available to us. And if we want to just remain linear and right here in our physical state at this moment, you know, especially in pregnancy, we're closing down, we're shutting off. And again, if someone chooses that, that's their thing. I'm just saying, for me, uh, no, that hasn't been the choice. And in working with people, I'm just not interested in that anymore. Um, It's too much gone to waste, in my opinion. It's too much. And I think there's definitely things that get in the way of people embarking on their spiritual path or continuing, you know, all kinds of other things that get in our way. Um, Maybe it's even just not having someone to guide us. And, you know, after Lily, I found myself not in a rut, but like in a place of, I don't know, almost defiance in a sense, like I don't need a spiritual teacher, like I am my spiritual teacher. And I still believe that. And I think we all are our spiritual teachers. But I think support and guidance is great. And I have always said, well, since then, after my defiant episode, um, I've said since, you know, I would appreciate a mentor. I'm not going to go looking because Sedona especially is notoriously just ridden with, um, you know, sort of inauthentic spirituality, in my opinion. But if a mentor comes my way, I would be open to it. And so it did. So many of you know, um, Donna Maria is my mentor has been for the last bunch of months, and I think will continue to always be that way, even if it's not a formal arrangement. And so yeah, there are there are people there are signposts, there are ways to find ourselves more in this manner. And again, that's, What I'm wanting to do with midwifery, Um, those are the women I'm seeking. And I don't know if they're here. Uh, I don't know if maybe they're just uh, virtual. You know, that's something else that's come up for me lately is, okay, the people here are not, you know, meeting my needs, as as funny as that sounds. And again, I'm not meeting theirs, I'm sure. Um, They're not meeting my expectations uh, as far as how I want to do this. And so I'm getting clear with myself on exactly what that is taking the lessons that have come already, you know, as a sign of like, nope, uh, get more clear, get more clear, and let us know. And um, yeah, so where was I even going with that? Oh, so yeah, that's been, as I shared, kind of like this local experience. On the flip side, and, and how this is really feeling like I am on the right path, and of course, you know, we all are, but I'm really on this this new path of increased like spiritual attunement and direction is that the virtual prenatals lately have been mind blowing. And so we've been offering those for a while. If you don't know, it's just an hour on zoom with Margot or I, and to be honest before Rumi was born and again, his birth just like shook stuff up. But before that I was bored by them and it was just because I was in my own space with my own pregnancy. So I, I um, can honor that it really wasn't about anyone else. But I didn't have the energy emotionally to give to anyone. And that makes sense. So for a while, I thought, Oh, dear, this, this uh, virtual stuff kind of sucks. And with the world being the way it is, we've all been on the computer more and just feeling like, Oh, God, no, you know, I want to meet with people. And I still want to meet with people. But the virtual thing has kind of taken a different turn for me. So we're still offering virtual prenatals. I took that little break. Now I'm doing them again. And the last month or so, I mean, I've had more than I've ever had. So several per week, you know, women have really been kind of stepping up into that opportunity. And it's been such a great thing for me. I think it's been great for them. And it's just been a really helpful sign from the universe to be like, yep, this is the way things are going. So, you know, do I miss um, feeling someone's belly or seeing them in person? Of course, but I'm not missing some of the other stuff that sometimes comes with that. Um, And I don't even know exactly what that means, but I'm really enjoying the virtual prenatals and I didn't think I would. And I think, again, it's just this turn of events where something is being communicated, you know, without speech, just by energy, kind of through the waves, (laughs) through the world. And women are coming to talk with me about these sorts of things. And again, not that they can't ask a question about what do I do for heartburn? That's my example. Of course they can. But are they willing to go deeper? And this is the amazing part. I found that with the women that have been coming, they are willing to go deeper. They want that. And most of them have midwives of their own in their own towns. And... They're not necessarily utilizing their their real midwife in the same way, which I think is so fascinating. And I wonder what that's about, you know. And I wonder if that's what I'm experiencing with people in person too. That there's something almost more comfortable about talking to someone maybe once or twice, um, not having like this commitment, <laughs> really, um, not even having a super deep connection. Just kind of like having some mentorship available. And hearing a different perspective and going about your way, going about your life and having it feel different, having it feel improved. Like, wow, that session was really awesome. This woman doesn't really know me, which is kind of nice. She doesn't know the ins and outs of my whole life, um, like we often do as in person midwives. She's just hearing what I tell her right now. And that's what I want to share today. So that happens a lot too. You know, people will email kind of their whole history or, They'll email me and say, "Hey, um, this is what I want to talk about in my virtual prenatal." Nine times out of ten, it's not what we actually talk about, because by the time they get there, life is different, things are different, and I don't have an agenda. So I probably do with my in-person clients more. You know, I have, uh, let's go over your nutrition. You know, there are things that I enjoy doing and I think are important to like the big picture of midwifery care. But these women coming virtually. They don't want that. They don't need that. I don't have a thing I need. And so it's just open. It's just open space. And I think that is actually what's really helpful. And then because, you know, as I've been sharing, the spiritual journey is really my focus. Um, I feel tuned into that. You know, I feel tuned into these women that want that. I feel like I'm getting much better at seeing what's under the surface, asking good questions, um, kind of highlighting their belief systems. You know, there's also a feeling of not that I would offend anyone, but I'm probably more honest, you know, because these aren't clients, these aren't, these aren't women that I'm going to see again in two weeks or live in my community. So if they share something and it seems like, you know, I could be helpful by pointing this or that out and they're open to that, then that can be sort of weird and sort of cool and Um, I think all the women I've had in the last couple of months have just been amazing. They've been really open and raw and and said, you know, yes, that is that is a thing. That is a thing for me. Thank you for thank you for highlighting that. Like no one's wanted to talk about that elephant in the room, but here it is. And, you know, I'm so grateful for this time. So I think there are some really cool observations and ways to think about this new way perhaps of doing midwifery for me that does involve more virtual visits and connections with women in this way um, that involve this spiritual practice and this emotional path so spiritual I mean I think I've talked enough about what that means to me but again whatever that means to someone and sometimes it doesn't even really present as that you know it's not like we're talking about um, seeing entities and clearing them and using sage, you know, I mean, that's one aspect of spirituality. And I've definitely had people that wanted to talk about that kind of stuff. Um, so I'm into that. But then there's also just, you know, this emotional journey. And, and yeah, helping people see their blind spots, because we all have them. And it's really helpful, I've found to have someone else kind of point those out. And yeah, just ask good questions and kind of get you on track and and motivate you and remind you of what you know internally and, and in your deep wisdom. Know your own deep wisdom that is you. And then in the biggest picture that is connected to something bigger than you, whether or not we have the same name for it. So I think that's about all I want to say. I don't know if that came out exactly as I wanted it to. Um, But if you are interested in exploring some of these things with me, just me alone, personally, um, I'd love to do a virtual prenatal with you. And, you know, it says prenatal, but it really doesn't have to be that you're pregnant. Um, It could be after a baby at any point. Um, It could just be sort of a life check-in. And that's where I feel like my path's headed, as I've shared many times. I feel like I'm headed more in the direction of Sort of counseling ish. I mean, I'm never going to go to school to be a counselor, I don't think. Uh, Using my own tools and resources and experiences to help mentor women through whatever stage they're in. And mothering is another great example. So some of these things are are feeling new for me to want to offer or do, which is why I'm probably blabbing about it on this podcast. But I know there are women out there that would probably be into it, that would want to explore it. And I'm just here to say, That's sounding totally good to me. So if you are one of those people and you want to explore that, um, hit me up. Our virtual visits link is on the IndieBirth page. So IndieBirth.org. And then just look at the top of the page. It says like virtual prenatals or something like that. And again, you could utilize that just once. No pressure. Um, We have had people do prenatal care as if we're their midwives, their whole entire pregnancy. And then, you know, even be on call via phone for their birth and then postpartum care so it can be sort of traditional midwifery care from afar although you know obviously there are um you know less less good things like i said uh won't be taking your blood pressure (laughs) won't be feeling your belly on zoom but for people that don't want that don't need that and want this other element and they want the focus on this other element i think it's a really neat idea and for better for worse you know i think it's also just part of this new world. And I'm always trying to see it in the most positive light. Not that we do everything virtually, but that we're really stepping up nowadays. We're really asking ourselves like why we're here, what we're best at and how we can be of service to the world in the most loving way. And this is my idea for now. So I'd love to meet you that way. Um, I always love hearing from people anyhow via email, just dropping me a quick note. That's been so nice this last couple of weeks that I've uh, said to mention it all kinds of fun emails and people to get back to you about various topics. Um, I think that feels really good. So I always appreciate that. Um, some other announcements, let's see, we are on clubhouse, Margot and I, it's kind of a weird app, but if you're there or want to be there, you could ask us for an invite or get an invite from anyone, you know, that's on it. We are speaking there maybe once a week, so nothing crazy, but once a week, I still have my midwife Monday lives on YouTube. So that's IndieBirth.org forward slash live. And I'm really focusing on midwifery there. Um, I am here too, but I'm really focusing on it there with some clinical questions. So please come join me on Monday nights. What the heck time is it? I guess it's 6 p.m. Central. But you can find all the details there and on our social page, and we are enrolling for the Indie Birth Midwifery School once again in July of 2021. There are prerequisites, so if you're like, "Oh yes, can't wait," uh, make sure you're on the, you know, in the know, I should say, about what those prerequisites are, so you have plenty of time to complete them before July. So I'm really excited about the school, uh, kind of always, and especially with you know all the new directions my own life is taking. I feel like it only enhances the education our students are getting there and the mentorship and the coaching. Um, Margot and I, I feel like are doing our best to really show up as whole, complete people so that it doesn't just feel like weird, weird intellectual learning, right? Because midwifery is more than that, and so are we. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Have a beautiful day.